This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. You're listening to episode 75. Oh, finally, the next episode. Of the In-Between Podcast, where you'll discover ideas to build a strong, connected, and joy-filled marriage and family. My name is Daniel M. And I'm Christina M. All right, we're back. Yoo-hoo! Episode 75. That's and right, if you by two. Yeah, if you by any chance missed last week's, because this week's... I guess title captured your interest more than last week's. (laughs) Just hit pause and actually go back and listen to episode 74 because 74 and 75 are a two-part series where we are interviewing the director of Family Life Blended, Ron Deal. He is the foremost expert on blended families. And this is this two-part series that we have just on all aspects about stepfather, stepmother, step Nephew, siblings, yeah, all of it. Divorced, yeah, everything that comes with this idea of being blended and operating within a blended family context. Right, and I am going to give you a sneak peek and tell you that I totally cried during this episode. Yeah. I totally teared mm. up when he was talking about loss and being empathetic to our children who are experiencing loss and helping them be able to maybe not have to make some of these really tough decisions Mm -hmm. between like choosing the biological father versus the stepfather or whatnot. And it was just such a beautiful picture of reconciliation and how all of us are going through a difficult time when we're trying to blend two families together, but how we can help our children to be able to feel more loved, more validated, more comfortable in a sense right yeah yeah. so be sure to go back and listen to 74 if you haven't yet done so and everything that we talk about during this episode all the resources and follow up and all that all of that can be found at inbetween.org slash episode 75 all right well without further ado here is part d of the interview Wow, how validating. I'm putting myself in the shoes of a child of just hearing that. Like how validating of, yeah, you are validating the relationship between your stepson and the stepdad. Uh, but you're also validating the relationship that, you know, and you're talking about the loyalty between the biological uh, parent and the biological child. That's powerful, Ron. It I love is. how you're talking about the naming of um, the loss. So would you, t- is that something that you would maybe continue to do as well and be aware of in, in naming, I guess, the loyalty between um, the parent and child? Absolutely. I, I coach parents and we talk about this at the Smart Step Family book and Smart Step Dad book and Smart Step Mom book. Um, <laughs> say things like, uh, look, I get it. You're in the middle between us, like to a child who's moving between homes. Um, I get it. Your dad and I are having a conflict over what your bedtime should be in each of our homes. Uh, we don't agree with that. And you figured out we don't agree with that. And you've mm-hmm. seen us texting back and forth about this. And you're in the middle. Even We're not going to ask you what you think. But still, you're worried about your dad and you're worried about me. And I'm sorry you're in the middle. I uh, just want you to know we're taking care of this. We'll get back to you on what we want to do. You say it out loud because... For kids, again, of all ages, and I and I want to repeat, repeat this, this is true if they're five, if they're 15, or they're 35 years of age, 
Yeah. We, kids don't always recognize what's even going on within them or in their family. And so when you put words on it, you are helping them go, oh, yeah, that's what I'm feeling. I'm five years of age. I don't know how to articulate this. I feel stuck between you and dad. That's what this is. Okay, thanks, mom, for helping me figure it out. And thanks, mom, for navigating this and not making me part of the process. That relieves me of some of that tension. Yeah, and I'm sure that also probably builds the trust and you know between the step parent and the child as well. It does. It's very you know back to that example. Imagine the stepdad saying something kind to the child about yeah. his dad's birthday. The the double bonus of that is you're not yeah. only taking the kid out of the middle, but mm-hmm. you are showing yourself to be a person of worthy of honor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right. uh, cons- consider the alternative: a stepdad saying, oh, "Your dad's just a big loser, and I don't have any." All of a sudden, that kid looks at you and says, no way, you are not coming into my yeah, heart. Right. Wow. <laughs> and the and the stepdad uh, or the stepmom mom might be underneath the surface trying to just deal with this all themselves, too. And, yep. and they might feel unloved and they're trying to, you know, grab the love <laughs> from the yeah. child because they're a parent. And they're like, no, you know, maybe if I spend more time with them and they spend more time with a biological parent, then... They're going to love me more. And yeah, you're right. And then it's just, it's, man, it's a vicious cycle. <laughs> yeah. Just w- one quick illustration. Just, I like to have a little fun sometimes. And let's just use a spiritual example just to show you the power of loyalty and mm. love and permission to love and how important this whole dynamic is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine uh, the Holy Spirit having a different reaction on the day Jesus is being baptized. All right. We got a dove. We got the heavenly father saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Imagine the Holy Spirit coming along going, oh, great, great. He gets the dove. He gets off. Are are you kidding me? Am I chopped liver? What? He's your beloved son. I'm out of here. Forget it. You know, imagine that reaction. Right. All of a sudden we have complete disunity in the Trinity. (laughs) Hey, we're all in trouble if that's happening. Yeah, that's very true. (laughs) Yeah, but but no, there was permission to love the other. Yeah, and that cool. is the gift that we need to give kids. Wow, yeah. what a powerful gift for sure. Yeah. So what? Um, I love how you're talking about you addressing loss and loyalty. I feel like even in those two things, wrong that you're sharing with us and our audience, that you can sort of step aside from maybe some pitfalls that um, could be taking place in your blended family. Are there any other things that come to mind, maybe common pitfalls that we can avoid or at least be aware of? There are numerous I'm ones. Re- I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. numerous the ones book, related. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. Start reading. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's lots of ones related to parenting and step parenting. Let me just give you a biological parents uh, pitfall. It's it's that wimpy thing I was talking about okay. earlier. It's being paralyzed is another word I would use. Oh, I feel so sorry. My kids have been through so much. I'm not going to ask them to take out the trash. I'm not going to say, look, dude, you're in trouble because you didn't take out the trash. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to try to cover up all their pain from this point forward. Mm-hmm. Now I've become over responsible for their lives. I baby them when they're 17, you know. No, that's just not a helpful posture to have. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can be compassionate over what they've been through, but it should not paralyze you from being a parent. Um, A pitfall of step parents is 
you know, one of them is being really hypersensitive to rejection. Mm-hmm. Um, often, I, I, I mean, I want step parents to understand this. I don't think you're rejected as much as you think you're rejected. I think it's hmm. the, the apprehension you see in a stepchild sometimes is a testimony to the fact that they like you. They just don't know where to put you in their heart, okay. right? Mm. They, it's that loyalty thing. I feel like I can't get close to you because I don't want to offend my biological parent in the other home or something. So they're just confused. It's not necessarily rejection. And if you can, in your mind, just leave a little space, you know, the kid needs some space and some distance from me right now. I'm going to accommodate that, but I'm not going to quit. Hmm. The step parent who says, fine, I'm out of here. I'm just going to go somewhere else. Now you've just made it 10 times harder for either one of them, for you to move toward them or them to move right. toward you. So you have to um, hmm. persist in the midst of the ambiguity. Yeah. And it's not easy. But I think if you'll do it long enough, you'll find that often they just come around and they soften and it really wasn't rejection at all. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's good. Yeah. I have a question about that, too, because, you know, we're talking about the three year old may not understand everything that's going on. But if you're an adult, like a 35 year old and your parents are, you know, now marrying other people, um, are there any common pitfalls as an adult becoming a stepchild that we can be aware of that we would be able to maybe help along with the unity of the blended family? Yeah, it's it's the defining. Okay, uh, so many people will even reveal this when they say, let me introduce you. This is my dad's new wife. Okay, obviously, there's an emotional detachment there, right? Mm -hmm. Dad's new wife, not my stepmom, not uh, so where are you putting her in your heart? Are you even trying to be friends? Yeah. Are you even trying to move toward? Are you being a neighbor, if you will, in a biblical term, a yeah. neighbor to that person? You may not be all excited about dad's new wife and the whole relationship thing. But what now do you do? Like, uh, I think a lot of people feel justified and saying, well, dad's got his new wife. I'm not going home anymore. I'm not, you know. disconnecting or disengaging from that whole experience. And I don't, I don't think so. I I think we're called to at least offer more. It does not mean you have to love her. She is never going to be your mom. Mm -hmm. Nobody is saying that, but it's, you can't just hang back and say you have no obligation there. I think you have some. Uh, the, The other big thing with adult stepchildren is they have to wrestle with going home. Like, you know, Christmas at, at, at mom's house, it just isn't the same anymore. Why? Because, well, he's there, but his whole side of the family is there. There are 30 people in my mom's house that are not my kin. I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out what to do with them, get to know them. And that ruins my whole family experience of going home at Christmas. Like I grew up in that house, but it doesn't feel like home anymore. Now, that's a legitimate uh, grief and a process that adult stepchildren have to work through. We try to help mom in that situation understand that so she could be a little sensitive and aware Mm -hmm. and helpful to her kids and not just push, you know, all the new relationships onto them. Um, But at the end of the day, that's an adjustment for everybody. And we, we have to kind of feel our way through it, grieve a little, but try to look for some new opportunities in the new relationships. Okay. So is it, is it weird? I mean, I don't, I don't know if our listeners are thinking of this too, but like I'm thinking of the show, This Is Us. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking of, you know, Jack has died and, you know, all the, you know, they're all adults right now and, and they've kept the stepdad at a distance and, and there's right. just all these family dynamics that I'm like, man, Ron, you need to make a cameo in the show <laughs> and you have There's to be counselor. the counselor because they've had some counselors in there you know and i'm like yeah. i don't know if you're really doing a good job you know ron we gotta bring you up is there must be like some petition we should sign or hey. you know that's awesome so as you're talking about all these dynamics ron um i think this is really appropriate the way that you are talking about children in blended families being citizens of two countries mm-hmm. i love that illustration so how can this illustration help us better understand what our children are feeling and experiencing in the context of a blended family and maybe even more than that of like you know if we're grandparents or we're aunts and uncles like how can this the fact that our children feel like they're citizens in two different countries help us be more empathetic and understanding to them Hmm. yeah so this specifically applies to children whose parents are have are no longer together. So um, their dad's house and mom's house, those okay. are the two countries. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife and I just got back from Ghana, West Africa. Uh, we go every year and have a ministry that we're involved with there, involving some some children, trafficked children that have been rescued from that lifestyle. And mm-hmm. we absolutely love it. We, we go. We have a great time. We feel strong attachments to those children. They call me dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wow. just... You know, I just absolutely love it. Okay, but just imagine if Ghana as a country and the United States were at war. Every time I get on a plane, all my friends here would be going, you're you're going where? Like those are that's the enemy. Like you can't go there. And I would be torn because I'm, I'm having to reject somebody or something in order to go and be with. The people I love and the other. And imagine I come back from Ghana and before I leave there, they, they go, you can't go back. Like the Americans are just, they're yeah. killing us. Like it's, imagine what it would be like to live in that space. Oh, awful. My, heart, my awful. heart is just wrenching right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. So on the other hand, I think you guys are Canadians. Maybe this will yes. work. Yes. yes. <laughs> Imagine the relationship between the U.S. and Canada. It's a healthy one. We have two totally different countries. They're Mm -hmm. different languages. There's different laws. There's a different economic system. There's a different legal system. There's a different government. Mm -hmm. But we cooperate. We get along. There's diplomacy. We share resources. We help each other out from time to time. Now, we got this little fun rivalry thing going on when it comes to baseball and basketball and Toronto and the Warriors. (laughs) We the North, right? Yeah, that's right. But it's still a really healthy relationship. And so crossing Mm. that border Mm. takes some adjustment, Yeah, but not lots. And I certainly don't feel the angst. Yeah. Like I'm betraying anybody, like yeah, I'm right. denying anybody anything, mm. like I'm mm. showing myself to love somebody more than somebody else. It's a healthy environment. So if co-parents, biological mom, biological dad, now divorced, can be the U.S. and Canada, hmm. it really helps their kids out a whole lot. And it helps children embrace New step-parents, new step-siblings, new other people. I have additional people in my life. I'm not worried about hurting feelings. It, it's a game-changer for kids. But if it's the U.S. and North Korea, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, or Iran, we're getting yeah. ready to walk into that mess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then all of a sudden, tension, choice, d- uh, diplomacy is out the window. It's conflict, conflict. You're you're living oh. in fear all the time. Yeah. It's a totally different environment. Yeah. And then it gets back to the whole loyalty thing, too. Yeah. yeah. The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babyland, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. Yeah. Wow. And then just uh, for children to, you know, not fully developed. I mean, not every adult has fully developed empathy either. (laughs) Uh, But for children uh, to not, you know, they're just trying to process, you know, why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? And why is it good sometimes and not good the others? And yeah, this is, wow. And, and, And journey. So I'm a kid, and when I go to Canada, they teach me all of these values and these beliefs, and this is the the system of faith and perspective of the world. Mm-hmm. And then I go to the U.S., and they teach me a totally different system, and they demand that I adopt that. And they live it, and they demonstrate it, but it's really different from the other place. Who do I choose? You know, one of the things I'm preaching to pastors mm. is that— systematically what happens in a child's life if mom and dad are not together and then dad recouples and mom recouples and then there's a breakup and then there's another breakup and then they recouple again Mm -hmm. and then there's more break that systematically those children are exposed to postmodernism all Mm -hmm. truths are equal yeah and everybody can adopt the faith of the day Hmm. whichever house you're in well that doesn't help kids understand the one true god and latch on to wow. him that confuses their faith wow. development. Um, that's the power of co-parenting. Like it, it, it's even better if there's never a disillusion of mom and dad. That's the ideal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's one home and there's one solid message of what yeah. faith looks like. If after a disillusion does take place, if they can come together around those issues and matters, then they can still have, even though they're in different homes, they can still mm-hmm. have a unified vision of what they're handing their children in terms of a worldview. Yeah. So, okay. So before we get to uh, advice that you'd have for those who are not a part of step families or, or, or not directly, uh, you know, there, there's no blended family directly for them before we get there. man, I love the illustration of us and Canada, right. And, and, there's still imperfections, right? There's still yeah. a lot. Yeah. I mean, it yes. feels different and it's right. very distinct, but there is a, a, a you know, a, a healthy-ish relationship going on, right? So in light of that, um, what advice would you give couples who are trying to move from a U.S. Ghana to a U.S. Canada type of mm-hmm. relationship, something that they can do this week or this next month? You know, um <laughs> Paul said it well in Romans 12, uh, don't repay evil with evil, repay mm-hmm. evil with good. Wow. That, that, that little notion is repeated throughout Scripture over and over, Old Testament, New Testament. Jesus talked about it, Sermon on the Mount, pray for mm-hmm. your enemies, 
those who persecute you don't don't retaliate yeah. like, the, the the mantra of of my job is to be Jesus to someone who perhaps isn't that way to me is my power wow. you see when people when people come to me and they say well, my ex-husbands you know let the kids watch this and they're talking this and they cuss all the time that and like what am I supposed to do here well in your home you got to live Jesus and teach Jesus but you might be able to have a conversation with your ex and when they throw darts at you don't throw darts back because all that does is just fuel everybody's fire towards right. one another but if you can be gentle assertive it doesn't mean you're a doormat but mm-hmm. but you can stand up for what's right but have an attitude that says uh, I'm still going to be decent toward you yeah. no matter if you're not toward me mm-hmm. Paul says in Romans 12 you heat burning coals onto the heads of other funny little phrase yeah. that, that basically mean, gives a word picture to say you can you can melt hard things yeah. by warming warming them up so if right. you with us with a warm yeah. heart you know you can melt a, a hard heart uh that's your power and your strength and your influence in this equation doesn't mean it's easy could be mm-hmm. a long long road but there's something powerful in repaying evil with good Right. I love that practical advice, uh, Ron. I think that extends to everybody (laughs) about what happens, you know, and maybe in a day to day or even on social media and whatnot, that we can be kind. We can address evil with love. Uh, Now, even mother in laws. (laughs) Exactly. You You know, that's where I was thinking. Even for us, it's like, you know, it's it's for couples who, um, you know, are not in a blended family, right? Directly. It's, you know, how do you apply that to in laws? Yep. Uh, <laughs> any stressful relationship, that's yeah. what we're called to do. And it mm-hmm. just certainly has application for somebody who's trying to be a healthy co-parent when maybe the other uh, is not. Mm-hmm. Um, so practically speaking as well, then, for those who look at their own lives or like, actually, I don't have maybe any blended family going on within my own family or, you know, extended family, but I do have friends that are going through some of yeah. these, you know, complications or um, tensions. What can I practically do to support my friends, um, yeah. my neighbors and, and whatnot um, as they continue on in this journey? Well, I think one of the things is to not assume that you know, um, meaning be open to the idea that their experience of life and relationships and parenting, for example, might be different than yours. Let me tell you a quick story. I have a, mm-hmm. I have a friend who went to her uh, women's Bible study class, mm-hmm. and they were asking for prayer requests, and she was just very candid and vulnerable. She just said, you know, I'm in a season right now where I'm having a hard time loving my stepchildren, and I just could use some prayer. What happened in the room was palatable. There was this, and eyes, and people look, and big open eyeballs looking at her like, oh my word, I can't believe anybody would ever say that. Well, what you just taught her is that A, you can't empathize with somebody else's life experience, and B, if their experience is different than yours, that they're wrong and bad and shameful, and you have just shut her down, and she's never going to trust you with that part of her life ever again. And that's what she told me. That's immediately what went through her mind. Is I'm never bringing that up again. Um, okay. So, but the but the opposite of re- receptivity would be, oh yeah, I can see how that would be harder for you as their stepmom. I get that. Tell me more. Mm. You know, it, it 
to not assume that you know what it is to be that person living that life right. is a skill we all need. And listen more than give advice. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, don't assume you know everything behind that. You could give quick, you know, platitude answers. That just hurts more than it helps. But actually just sit down and listen with them mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, another practical tip is point them to something helpful. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, our whole ministry here at Family Life, I lead the department called Family Life Blended. Uh, we have, you name it, we got it. Social media stuff. We've got online articles that are free mm-hmm. for people to use. We've got video series. We've got parenting stuff. We've got a DVD series for churches. Uh, I've got you know, book number eight is coming out in September Ooh, on finances. Nice. And book number nine with Gary Chapman comes out next year on how the love languages can apply and not apply oh, in wow. blended family. Oh, wow. like, they, yeah. It used to be that there was really nothing available. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. not true anymore. Mm-hmm. There is lots that is available. Point them, be a friend, and point them to something useful. We do conference events around the country. They can find some support and help. Uh, you don't have to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Point them Point them to somebody who does. That's good. That's good. And we'll make sure to have links to your books and the conferences and family life blended and all that in the show notes today. So as we, as we come to the end of this uh, episode, what... I mean, what, what kind of encouragement or, or last words or advice would you like to share with our audience who uh, may directly or indirectly or have friends that are in um, blended family situations? Quick story. Um, there's this guy. He's falling in love with a woman. They're engaged. They're planning to get married. They've got a dream and a vision, and it's all coming together nicely until the day she comes to him and says, I got, I got to tell you something. I'm, I'm pregnant. Now, he immediately knows two things. A, this this relationship's over because we've never had sex. That's mm-hmm. not my kid. He knows she's betrayed him, so he's done. And you can understand why, right? Mm-hmm. So he, he says, that's it. I'm done. He's out. And he walks. I don't know how much time passes, but pretty quickly, um, the Spirit of the Lord taps Joseph on the shoulder <laughs> and says, um, dude, uh, we got a job for you. Mary's going to have a child, savior of the world. We need you. Okay, point number one. Most people have never thought of Joseph as being a stepfather, but that's exactly right. what he does. Yeah. Point, point number two. Most of the families of the entire Bible are blended in some form or fashion. Abraham's family was, Jacob's family was, Isaac's family was, on and on it goes. Blended families are nothing new. They've always been a part of God's people. God's always used them. God's always uh, worked through their circumstances. Is there complexity? Yes. Is there challenges? Yes. But we've, but they've always been a part of who God loved and who mm-hmm. He utilized and how He got things done. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in blended families feel a lot of shame over their life. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. Just embrace grace. Mm-hmm. Let God work through you from this point forward, no matter how you got here. He wants you to walk with Him. You can learn from the past. Sometimes it wasn't your choice, somebody else's choice. Circumstances happened. Nobody's choice. It is what it is. Walk with God and trust Him with your family journey. Joseph, we know two stories about Joseph. One of them I just told you is when he learns it's not his kid, but he chooses to love the Messiah 
and adopt him as his own. And isn't that an incredible picture of what step parents do? Yeah, right. Well, hallelujah. Right. The other story about Joseph, again, he's reminded you're not the dad. Jesus is 12. They can't find him. They look in everywhere. What does Jesus say when they finally find him? Didn't you know I'd be in my my father's, father's house? house yeah. so, you know, that's not a snide, snotty little Jesus going, <laughs> hey, look, you're not my dad. That's not what he's doing. He, but there is a reminder in the midst of that message yeah. to, jo- to Joseph. I'm not the dad. I have all the responsibilities, all the obligations of caring and loving for this kid. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, his loyalty is to somebody else. Wow. This is a common experience of step parents, and yet you are a beautiful picture of grace, just as Joseph was to the King of Kings. Think, I mean, I, now I know Jesus was perfect. Nothing's going to change that. But imagine his life without Joseph. I, I mm. venture to say, you know, Joseph was chosen for a reason. We don't know what all he contributed to who Jesus was as a man, but we know he was a quality guy because he was chosen to be the stand-in dad. All right, there's a lot of step-parents who are doing that same thing every single day. Mm-hmm. We see you. We love you. Thank you for what you're doing. Keep it up. Certain days you may feel like you're getting no reward out of this. <laughs> <laughs> but keep it up because there's an eternal purpose. Right. And just hold on to that. Keep going. Love that. Love that. Thank you so much, Ron, for being on the podcast with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a joy. Okay, well, now that I feel pretty bad about myself, I guess we can go on with life. Why do you feel bad about yourself? (laughs) No, because all the ways that I just completely misunderstood this. Yes. I was like, well, we're not divorced. We have a great joy-filled marriage and family, so this doesn't have anything. And and our parents both aren't divorced, so honestly... It's be, for yeah, them, yeah, yeah, no, not honestly, for us, yeah, right? To be the honest, before yeah, the totally whole bad. interview, yeah. I was like, yeah, this is going to be great. A great resource. A great way to serve our audience, right? Because it was, it came up in our survey. Mm-hmm. We need to hear, like, we would love to hear more. <laughs> Sounds like a demand. We need to hear. No. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but we wanted to serve you uh, in, in having this interview. But honestly, by the end of it all, I was like, oh my goodness, I yeah, I need to repent and <laughs> yeah, and this is move, yeah, like not yeah. move. I don't want to say move on because that's no, not bad. No, no, no. Move forward yeah. in the way that we can be more empathetic yeah, to exactly. what our family, extended family, may be going through. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. I think the most powerful thing I walked away from this interview when he was talking about children of blended families are really like two citizens of different countries and especially since because you know we've lived y'all know we've lived in america for five years we're canadian citizens we lived overseas and just understanding that Mm -hmm. dynamic of like there's cultural norms that apply to one country and then to not another and vice versa but that's when it's different country you get that but when it's two homes that you're going to yeah, week right. after week or, you know, six weeks out of the year or whatnot, that can be really, really challenging. And so the way that he explained that just opened my mind so much more. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, you know, it's October. If you're listening to this by the time it comes out, Canadian Thanksgiving just passed. Uh, American Thanksgiving's coming up next month and then Christmas. And honestly, the holidays are is just that time of the year where families 
citizens of two countries you know it's like oh well there was a divorce this last year mm-hmm. and what happens with the kids and how do we handle how do all we this? navigate all of that yeah. right and i know that as you were listening to this people probably came up in your mind maybe people who are freshly divorced or those who uh your friends who've experienced that and just family all around so honestly if if they came to mind don't just send them this episode and be like listen to this it's gonna <laughs> right. help. you know be empathetic Say, hey, I'm thinking about you during the season. I'm praying for you. I just listened to this episode and I thought it would be helpful just to hear some context around this new normal that you're going to be experiencing. So then shoot him the link in between.org slash episode 74, in between.org slash episode 75, or on your podcasting app, just hit share. And yeah, we'd be honored if you'd share this resource with others. Right. And along with that, too, I think it would be incredible. Like, like we were saying, we're not going through this ourselves, but we have extended family. Mm-hmm. I would really appreciate, let's say, if our extended family was going through this the first time, mm-hmm. that they would shoot me this episode yes. and be like, yeah. these are some of the things that I am learning about this new dynamic of our family. Mm-hmm. I would really appreciate if you would listen in so you can understand maybe what your niece, nephew was going through, um, what your grandchild is going through. So I think it goes both ways. It can be such a great resource for those who are actually going through it personally themselves or maybe the other families and friends who are going through it alongside them all right well that brings us to an end for this podcast and next week christina what are we going to be talking about on episode 76 well next week on episode 76 we are going to be talking about when marriage is hard and we also will have a amazing giveaway to give y'all so make sure you tune in awesome we'll see you next time This episode was brought to you in part by The Compelled Podcast, which uses gripping, immersive storytelling to bring Christian testimonies to life. Listen to missionaries, addicts, martyrs, and more who have seen Jesus at work in unbelievable ways. Listen on your podcast app or compelledpodcast.com.